Welcome to Fort Dram and Goal. Since our podcast seems to be meaningless, I think I'm just going to go ahead and opt out of it. But anyway, grab a glass, put the game on mute, and take a listen. Let's do this. Hey, man, instead of opting out, can I just give you a pair of free AirPods and you'll maybe stick around a little longer? I don't know. I have a new NIL deal that I'm looking into. I think it's with Taco Bueno. Anyway, welcome to Fortram and Goal. Just kidding about the opting out because we're definitely going to talk about all that later, but we are here for the every guy. It is the year 2022. We are going to drink some more whiskey. We're going to get some more listeners, and we are definitely going to have a good time talking about sports. Uh, we're going to discuss things today, like the college football wrap up. We're going to talk about NFL playoffs and the coaching carousel. We're going to do all that good stuff. We're going to get the year off going fun, get it off. Right. And let's get into it. Dick, my man, for the first time in 2022, please introduce yourself. My good sir. All right. Appreciate that, Kurt. So what's up, Drammers? My name is Dick. I'm the co-host of this awesome show. And what I want to do right now is just lay out a few things, um, little points of order, administrative things. As far as our social media, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 4THDRAM, as well as um, check us out on Facebook, Fortram and Goal. And you can always like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. We're now on YouTube, but Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible CastBox, wherever you're listening to us right now, make sure you're subscribing, make sure you're following us. And if you have any questions, you want to you know, kick a question over to us or bring up a topic for us to discuss, you can always shoot us an email at fortramandgoal at gmail.com. All of that information, though, is available at our website, 4THDRAMANDGOAL.com. So, Kurt, I think that's as all the socials. I think we finally got that down after. Did you know today is our 40th episode? Feels like our 10th. I've had so much fun. They just fly by. Felt like my 100th. Maybe that's what I was talking about flying by. Anyway, so 2022, as I said, we're excited. We're going to have a good time. Uh, Dick. What's what's been new out there? What's what's life been like? Any cool things going on? Well, dude, you can see I'm rocking my Brady swag. I uh, I've actually bought this pre-sale a few months ago before Brady was actually official. Did you happen to pick up any uh, any joggers or anything? I wanted to until I saw that they cost about as much as his smoothies, and that is expensive. <laughs> like, okay, we've talked about this. Joggers has become my way of feeling younger. Yeah, it makes everything on your body look better. Yeah, boys are loose. Things are good. You know, if the wife compliments me the other day, she says, oh, you look good in those. I'm set for the next five years. They're the male Uh, equivalent of yoga pants, right? I mean. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Uh, But yeah, they're $95 from our boy Brady. And I'm just going to go ahead and stick with the old Navy. Um, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay with that. Well, you don't want one of those sick hats with just Brady. Right across your forehead. That's that's not up your alley either. Yeah, you know the TB12 logo is not the most in-depth thing in the world, but even that would makes this Brady look. Maybe he's just going for like, I don't know, <laughs> Gold Gym. Simple. The name is out there. Brady. The name is out there, and Dude, that's all it is. Even Gold's Gym has some weights on the side of it. Come on. Oh, maybe I, I saw smoothie. I don't know. So I saw SB Nation had the quote of their headline is Tom Brady's new clothing line is so Tom Brady it hurts. Like, would you agree with that? By the logo, yes. It's like I'm not going to put a lot of jazz into this, 
just buy it and you're going to be awesome. Yeah. You're going to be so much better. It feels like the Family Guy episode when Peter joins the Patriots and Brady just yells at him the whole time for celebrating and doing too much and not just playing the fucking game. Sounds about right. There you Uh, go. Yeah, but I will not be buying any Brady gear unless it's a Christmas present. That'd be awesome. Maybe a birthday present. So that's a lot sooner now that we just got through Christmas, if you can believe that. Dude, Christmas, New Year's. What do we got left? You doing anything exciting for um, Valentine's Day with the wife? Oh, that is coming up. Uh, we yeah, cook. don't forget that one this year. I we've gotten to the point where it's like pick a badass meal. I'll try to whip it together, and that's we're good to go. I mean, we have kids. Fuck, sucks, dude. I hear you there. Um, we tried to do something cool for my son's birthday um, last weekend. Um, my kids are big Hamilton fans, and so we've watched oh. the, the play and everything like that. And about. Six, seven months ago, I saw it was coming to SA. So I went out there and bought tickets. I paid pretty good price for these tickets. They're like 200 bucks a ticket. And I was like, you know what? My son's birthday is that weekend. He loves Hamilton. He can recite lines from it. It's worth it. It'll be a great experience for the kids. We've taken them to the, you know, to the Majestic before. Some great um, restaurants right there downtown. We were going to go to Texas Day Brazil, do that. Friday night, we're sitting at the bar watching a little TV, making some mocktails for the kids. And I get an email that pops up and says, oh, we're sorry to inform you that the Hamilton um, play that you're signed up for tomorrow night is now indefinitely postponed due to a COVID outbreak within the company. And I was like, shit. So I had to break that. Of course, right? I had to break the news to my kids. But they said, don't worry, it'll be rescheduled. So who plays Mel Gibson and Heath Ledger in that play? Wrong, wrong show, wrong show. That's that's the same. Patriot, <laughs> right? History. It's the same thing. Same yeah, concept. yeah, sort of. Sort that of. should be a thing. It should. They be. should take the Patriot into a musical. I'm not sure they have enough ketchup packets. Hmm. I say use real blood. I mean, things are <laughs> real these days. Why not? Well, you want to talk about an open wound? So let me finish this real quick. So I'm like, okay, it'll be postponed. You know, maybe June, July, later the summer, fall, whatever. 2023. I, I get an email yesterday. It says, congratulations. Your Hamilton experience has been rescheduled. June 23rd, 2023. You took the punchline away from me. But yes, fucking 18 months from now, that's bullshit. Well, if it makes you feel better, history's not going to change in that aspect. So... That's true. I just hope it doesn't happen for Tom Segura, which is we're going to on the 27th. Oh, yeah, that's nice. he's coming to H-Town pretty soon. Um, no, you're the one that inspired me to get the tickets. Congratulations. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you can watch it 100 times on Disney Plus if you want. I've only wa- already watched like two or three. Yeah, uh, I watched the first five minutes. Anyway, I know. Okay, so let's talk whiskey uh, because that is the other half of our show. What is in our glasses? Would you like to go first, my friend? Oh, and just a side note, it's not scotch. If you listen to our previous so many episodes, we've gone back and forth, back and forth. And there were different reasons why we selected the bourbons we are drinking tonight. But yeah, have we put a pin on scotch? Maybe. It's not the end of the 2022 uh, football season yet, but uh, 2021-22 football season. We'll see. But for now, we're drinking some bourbon. So. So be it. Continue. New year. I thought we'd bring it back to our roots, right? And in that essence, I'm drinking some Evan Williams, but it's just a little bit higher on the game. It's actually the single barrel vintage uh, bottled by Heaven Hill. 
at comes in at 86.6 proof. This is about seven to eight years old. This one specifically was actually barreled in 2012. So when I bought it last year or in 2020, actually, this was eight years old and comes with a mash bill of 78% corn, 12% rye, 10% malted barley. I'll get into that a little bit later as we talk about the tasting notes. But what I love about this bottle, when we talk about the every man's show, the every man's drinker, this single barrel expression, which is going to be great, eight years old, 30 bucks, 30 bucks. And there's not a huge secondary on it. Like if you see this, grab it. We'll get to that later. But for a single barrel, like eight year old bourbon, 30 bucks isn't bad, don't you think? No, that's a fine price point for that age right there. Um, not too many bottles in that price point for that age. Would you agree? I would agree, especially when you put the single barrel on it. I would agree. But what about you, man? What you drinking? So I'm keeping it closer to our roots down here in Pejas. Uh, I am drinking TX bourbon. And there's a couple of reasons. For one, as I've mentioned before, it was on the greatest show in the world, Yellowstone. And I was like, hey, that looks good. I've had it. Let's try it again. And then coincidentally, the next day, buddy reaching out, what bourbons do I get? I'm going to grab this one because another friend recommended it. So I said, that's a sign. I've heard it twice in two days. I'm going to grab some. Uh, the only difference is they had the blended one on the show and my buddy grabbed the blended one. You know of me. I've got to get a little higher proofy. I got to get a, the yes, bourbon, right. which is at 90. Oh, actually, the blended may be 90. Actually, the blended may be 80. I'm not sure. Anyway, if it has bourbon, you know, I'm a sucker for that uh, instead of the blended whiskey. Anyway, this is uh, in Fort, made in Fort Worth, of course, by Leonard Firestone and Troy Robertson. They started the F&R Distilling Co. over there. This is one of their products. There's not too much on the mash bill. Of course, I get most of my information from Breaking Bourbon, where you can go and get your reviews for a lot of bottles. It says in there that they don't disclose the specifics, but that there is Texas yellow corn and Texas soft red winter wheat in it. So fancy smancy. Mm. Cool looking bottle. I will give it that. Everything is better in Texas. And if you slap Texas on something, it's going to sell to a point. And it's also one of those things that I think, like, I've, I've noticed the novice, am I saying that correct, novice whiskey drinker? Yes. Middle of the road. Novice is typically entry, but sure. Okay, so entry, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Thank you, Professor. Um, you hear this one recommended a lot. Like, I'll talk to people and I will not tell them, like, oh, I, I'm a whiskey snob and they'll be like oh have you had tx or when i hear people recommending oh try tx and i think it's specifically because of the bottle and the logo and because we are texas and if you slap anything texas here in texas we love the texas out of it i would agree that tx bourbon though like that bottle has gotten a lot better looking the last two three years like used to just be this cylindrical no expression no personality bottle but now it's got well, a little I, knob at the bottom we try i've tried it it was years ago it was probably about five years ago now i tried yeah. it and it was one of those that i i mean i would probably talk shit about but i've i've learned to mature a little so Pride texas whiskeys maybe it's grown on me i will let you know as we go through is there an age statement on that as that should be around like two to three years right no that was another thing that said it's 
pause is probably four, but there's no definite. Okay. So it's been around long enough that they've probably learned their lessons from what their first expressions were. Hopefully this is a little bit mature, more mature. I've seen the cast strength, I believe it is, or the barrel strength, however they phrase it. A couple times I've never picked it up. So I'm really curious to hear what you have to say about it tonight. Yeah. So they had the blended, they had the bourbon, and then they had, you know, a sherry cask, a rum cask. They had that line. Uh, I wasn't going to mess with that. I just wanted to keep it simple. Try their bourbon, Uh, you know, for 34 bucks. Not bad. The blended is 28. I may grab that just for the hell of it. Yeah. Why not? I mean, that's a great price point. So um, I, I know we'll get into this. Actually, we won't get into it tonight, but I was looking up like, hey, what are the top stories happening in whiskey right now? And there's not a whole lot happening within the whiskey world that's of note, but I did see that there are a bunch of micro distilleries opening up in like Pennsylvania and just these random states as some of these states are kind of modifying and changing their uh, their liquor laws, specifically around distillation in 2022. So I'm curious to see if we get any more like, hey, you get an Appalachian Trail whiskey. Like, what does that look like? We're actually going to age some of that moonshine. We'll see. So I love it. I love it. You know, I, I whiskey nerd out. Good stuff. All right. First headlines of 2022 for us over here at Fort Graham and Gold. So let's get into it. We start off. It is Wednesday right now. Monday night was the big game. Celebrating was Tuesday. Some of us celebrated a lot harder than others, a.k.a. Stetson Bennett's interview, which we will talk about on Good Morning America. But before we get into the after party, uh, let's talk about the game itself. Let's break it down. Uh, Dick, how did you watch that bad boy? Did you watch the whole thing? What'd you think? How'd you enjoy it? What'd you eat? What's good? So didn't eat anything special. Um, I tried, I really tried to digest the game through watching Jimbo Fisher and his coaches watch the game lasted about five minutes. And I was like, Oh my God, this is like watching film with Jimbo Fisher. Like it's, it's so technical me about that. And I thought like, why just and then I, I just picture him like watching the game like with his glasses on the edge of his nose that's exactly what he was doing he was just kind of looking at it was remote in his hand like he's watching film it was the game in the middle of the screen and then two equal size boxes was jimbo fisher up close just like that and then like five or six of his coaches and they're sitting in their in their room like ESPN had set up cameras there just to zoom in on them and see their reactions to the plays live. And they were like breaking it down. Like, Oh, that tackle twisted right there. Oh, that guard should have pulled. They could have, I was like, Oh my God, it's not fun. Like watching John Madden break down film. It's like, he like, Hey, y'all remember the time I beat him earlier this year? No, I only lasted five minutes. I didn't see any of that. I was just like, Hey, I beat Alabama this year. That's what I would have done. If they do what I do, I beat Bama. That was, some, that was some of the pre-interview stuff about that cast. But ESPN, like, telecast it, like, 17 different ways to Saturday. Like, I don't even know what they were Hey, thinking. I got to play Alabama and Georgia next year. That's going to be fun. Hey, we also get Miami. So, there's a quick W. If this was 2020, no, I'm sorry, 2001, that would be a problem. But I think you guys would oh. be okay. Oh, it would be. Yeah, better be W. Okay, so no good food. A horrible watching experience for five minutes. Then you came to your senses, got out of that cult mode and went to a regular channel. Just watch Herbie break it down because Herbie's much more exciting. I will say, though, like what irritated me about like the first half of the game, specifically Herb Street. And I, I really do like him as an announcer is no matter what Bryce Young did, it was positive. Like him taking well, a sack called him out was a that. positive. <laughs> it was so frustrating. I and think they called him out on that. Good. Effect. 
Herb Street's been called out for a lot of things recently, and we'll get into that later. But okay, so yeah, just stuff like that. I mean, it was a great game, right? I just don't understand how you call the Bryce Young fumble incomplete pass and incomplete pass, but then turn and call Stetson Bennett's a fumble. Like that was BS. But overall, I will say, aside from that call, which it could have gone either way, either way, the ACC crew did a pretty good job, man. I was. I don't think we talked about that enough, how like well-officiated that game was for the most part. So, well, I mean, it's not hard when you have two very sound defenses and then two, you know, teams like Georgia and Alabama, whose coaches are going to rip your ass if you do something. So, uh, yeah, I could have officiated that game pretty well too. So, uh, uh, yeah. I did not watch it. I was texting you. You were like, oh, this part. And I'm like, I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it for the first you know, two quarters because I'll catch the second half. It'll be either Alabama winning or nothing exciting is going to happen because of these defenses. Like was it like nine six at half? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm I'm glad I did tune in. The second half was awesome. Yeah, I was great. complete completely correct. I missed most of that kick kickoff show off that they had. Great kicking, fantastic. And there uh, was a blocked field goal. That was that was kind of cool. Joy. Um. I didn't have so we tr- we're trying the Hello Fresh thing. Yeah, how's it going? It's good. The meals are good. I'm not going to turn this into a Hello Fresh sponsorship, uh, but that's what we're doing. So, but I if you want to sponsor us, let us know. Absolutely, your stuff is delicious. Did I mention that right now? If you act fast, you can get ten free. Meals. <laughs> uh, no, it's good. The meals are good. I mean, today we had like a pecan crusted chicken that was delicious with a honey mustard sauce. I mean, it's definitely if somebody's struggling with cooking, pick that up because they literally give you the play card. It looks like your Jimbo with his play card on the sideline and you follow step by step instructions and you get it done. Uh, That's the one thing I would take from it. If you suck at cooking and your wife is busting your balls because you cannot cook, get HelloFresh. You will be fine. Um. Game was great. Stetson Bennett came, got did his job, let the defense do their thing, made the plays he needed to play. Bryce Young got hounded for most of the game. Um, yeah, it, it was a good game. It was very exciting in the fourth. You had cool things. That pick six was unbelievable. Did you see the guy that got murdered at, like, the 10-yard line from Georgia? That's, like, the guy from Alabama just unloaded the raft of pain on him for winning the national championship. Did you see that? I, I had a hard time seeing that from what I was looking at is Kirby Smart telling him to get down Go for down, the first yeah. 15 yards. And he was like, oh, oh, we're going to score. Yeah, yeah. That, I think I think at that time, Bama still had three timeouts. So I don't know if I oh, there was still shot. They did have three timeouts. Yep. Yeah, I probably would have told him to go down too, But <laughs> yeah. hey, it worked out at the end. What the heck was with the random Katy Perry video in the middle of the game. I didn't mi- I didn't see that part. That's the part I missed. I switched it over to YouTube and watched them on YouTube during the halftime Just show. Out of nowhere. It was like, all right, well, watch this music video from Katy Perry before we get back. And then even my wife walked in and was like, hey, is that Katy Perry? And I was like, yeah. So what are you watching? It's the national championship game. I don't know why the fuck she's on here. And she was like, oh, that's a good song. I said, <laughs> Gonna <laughs> tell you, I'm checking out the Twitter world. So, but no, great game. 
glad Bama lost. Glad it changed. Glad Georgia got the monkey off their back for 42 years. 41, but yes. Um, them. I, I thought, yeah, I thought Georgia winning was great, especially for Kirby's part. Um, I mean, it sets a Bennett storylines its own, right? We're not going to break that down, or at least I don't plan to. And love the interview on GMA the next morning. <laughs> Absolutely still drunk. Should have got that guy some damn glasses so he could actually look happy. But I don't think there was – I don't think that was very different from his sober interviews. Did, I mean, no, even after the no, game. The interview actually wasn't that bad. Considered. No, but like after the game, and I understand his emotions are running wild. He just straight up started bawling on the sideline because everything hit him. But like after the game, he kept like, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to tell you. I don't even know right now. So that just kind of continued to the next morning. He just happened to look like he had enjoyed a bottle of Pappy, which he absolutely did because that all by him damn self started floating around. That guy is never. There's two things that are going to happen. He will never have to buy anything in the state of Georgia ever again. Yep. Him and Herschel Walker can. Yeah. They they own it. Mm-hmm. The name Stetson is going to go through the roof for newborn babies in the state of Georgia this year. Agreed. Or Bennett. No, nah, let's go Stetson. That's cooler. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, all right. Are we done with the national championship? Go dogs. Yeah, uh, I think we beat that dog to death. We'll make our predictions for next year another time. Uh, both teams, I'm sure, will be back next year. And um, I don't know. Let's we'll see if there's well, a rematch or what. Let's talk about that, though, um, here in the oh next, next segment. Oh but boy. I want to make this a little bit about us first before we go on to the college football wrap-up. Fortram and whiskey in 2022. So is there anything specific whiskey-wise you're looking forward to? Anything on the top of mind? This glass of tea that I'm sipping on right now. Um, no, we've talked about this. Texas is a wonderful state. Our first season was kind of... You know, we we COVID-y. COVID-y, but we also did kind of a TX revival. We tried Texas whiskeys, um, but it's time to kind of I in general, I've made a goal this year for me individually and my family to travel more. Yep. And w- what better way to do that? And not necessarily fly places, because apparently that's impossible to do these days. But, you know, jump in the car and just go for a drive on a weekend. Like, you know, we're we're in a state where you'll go somewhere mm-hmm. and it's going to be a good time. So why not use that to to visit great distilleries? You know, I definitely want to get to uh, Whitmire's over here in in Houston, still on the list. I have not been to Garrison's like you wanting to do that. Maybe the way you did it, maybe camp out for a release. I would love to do that again. Garrison's is a shit. Uh, you want to go to the best barbecue places, so you may as well go to some of the best distilleries. I mean, Iron Root, several, several awards. Why not yep. go there? Um, what about you? Um, yeah, for me, I'd love to go back to Garrison's. Iron Root sounds good. Uh, I like going to Maverick. It's actually one of my like top places right now. Food's great. Whiskey's good. I really enjoy their whiskey, and they have great beer selection. So I've been trying to get the wife and I to go down there for, uh, for dinner. Um, and there's also Ranger Creek here in town. I have not been there. And like you said, like just jump in the car and drive somewhere. We're going up to Austin early next month to do the same thing. Go hit up a few places. We, we are. Up. 
that we are. That's the other thing. It's going to be kind of whiskey. So you listen to these <clears> podcasts. <throat> and one common thing across a lot of these people is they talk about a lot of the same things. And for some reason, barbecue comes comes up quite a bit. Not shocking that because Rogan's moved to Austin and Segura's moved to Austin. So they talk about barbecue quite a bit. Well, it's time for us to get our hands on some of this goods barbecue here in the state of Texas. So uh, Truth Barbecue here in Houston, that's one that I would love to try. That's been on the top 50 list a couple times. I have not been to Franklin's. Have you been to Franklin's? I have been to Franklin's. Okay. And, we, and I've, I know we've had this conversation. Best you've ever had? Hands down. Best I've ever had. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Black's also in Austin. Would love to get there eventually. Well, but- Black's is the, the original Black's is, is in Lockhart. Yes. Lockhart. I've been to that one. I've also yes. been to Smitty's. Smith's. Smith's. How close was Blacks in comparison to Franklin's? Uh, Franklin's is actually closer uh, for me. I mean, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Taste wise. Oh, I'm, I'm, you want me to be really honest? Yeah. Um, Blacks is not good. I don't think so. Oh, like in general. Yeah, I, I, I can make everything Blacks makes better. Um, I've been to Blacks. I've been to Crutes. Um, I've been to Smitty's all in Lockhart. We kind of did like a one day thing. We ran up there with my father-in-law and those places. City Market. Um, in I'm looking it up right now. It's right outside of uh, Seguin, right there in no Bucky's. That's actually better than Black's. But Franklin's is like the truth. No pun intended. I mean, I'll... I'll- I won't take your word for it. I'll try Blacks. Uh, I think you should. Have you been there? I have not. I've not been to Chisholm Trail. Okay. I've heard that's another one that can be in Lockhart. Uh, So those are all things that we want to try to do. uh, And eventually we want to get to. But there is one for sure. Barring any unforeseen things, obstacles that get in the way, we have one in the books scheduled. We are going to jump in the car. One in the morning, possibly two in the morning. Go over to Lexington, Texas, and we are going to check out Snow's Barbecue, which has been seen on Netflix, Texas Monthly, basically any barbecue show you could possibly see. And we've got to see the goat, goat man. I want to see you in person. I want to see Tootsie prep the brisket. I want Dude, to see it. It'd be like seeing MJ take a jump shot or Picasso paint. I want to be there. I want to get in line. I want to drink some beers and I want to eat some good barbecue. And we have that set. Me and you are going to meet. We're pumped. Uh, and yeah, just plan shit. That's our. That's what we're saying. 2022, plan shit. Go do it. Explore. Don't talk about it. Be about it. I've heard that uh, Tootsie is quite the uh, Instagram model as well. Uh, she likes to take pictures with the fans. So I'm curi- really curious to see if she's going to be there and uh, ready to take some photos with us. Photo op for well, the, And then the crazy thing is like, it's only open on Saturdays, so we've got one. We've got one day. She, we can go knock it out because she's a janitor, janitor during, during the week. week. Yes, at a high school in Giddings, good football. I'm excited. I'm so pumped. Uh, so yeah, we have that coming up, and yeah, looking forward to things 2022. Let's get into the nose. Are you ready for that? Anything else you want to throw into headlines? Now let's nose this thing up. All right, uh, I will go first. So on this TX bourbon, you need to start putting like the I want to be a millionaire music in the back because it's starting to take forever with my answers. You definitely get that Texas corn 
Texas funk that we've talked about. I texted you right away. Little Garrisons, because Garrisons is the one that you are going to compare Texas whiskeys to in that Little Garrisons funk, which we have grown to like over the years. Brown sugar with that Texas funk. Vanilla. Mm, I don't get the wheat, really. But yeah, brown sugar, vanilla, and that Texas corn is on it. I do really enjoy the nose on this one. I'm 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 really thinking B plus for this. Wow. Yes. I, I will get to my overall thoughts about this. Remember, this is a bottle that I'm trying again after so many years of not. I have matured, my palate has matured. I've learned to appreciate the things that Texas distilleries are trying to do. I will no longer just shat on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I am thoroughly enjoying the nose on this. It is a B plus, my friend. I'm glad you're getting there, man. I, I really do enjoy the the funk and like the sweet that comes out of a lot of the corns we use here in Texas. So for me, this is it's very sweet on the nose. There's not much heat. I mean, being at such low proof. You get like a caramel toffee situation. Some sugar, but it's like mm, s'mores, graham crackers, vanilla. Ooh, I like s'mores, but it's airier. If that makes sense, like there's a slight airier fruitiness, like airier, airier. Like it's not heavy. Like it doesn't smell as strong or potent as s'mores on an open fire would be, but there's a sweetness that is. So you bought a candle off the $3 rack at HEB instead of the $10 rack. Yeah, but it's pleasant. Well, those ones still could be pleasant. That's true. They're just only good for a small bathroom and not your living room. They always taste weird too. Mm. May want to check you on that one, but okay. I'm going to give this a B. Copycat. Okay. B. You, you, said, you said B plus, buddy. Well, you're halfway there. Um, B plus, B. <laughs> Not sure that's how that works. Sure. I say B. You say B plus. Vice versa. If so facto. Uh, all right. Well, then let's get into that third dram. Let's do it, man. Okay, the first topic is a little nerdy, so I'll let you take off with that one. Go for it, Dick. All right, so I think the best place to really start here, we talked about the college football wrap-up, is really this question, right? So expansion of the existing playoffs. There was some news this week that the college football committee could not land on whether to expand it or not. Some people are stuck on four. Some want to make it eight. Some want to make it 12 or somewhere in the middle. So... I think my first question to you as we talk about this and we just summarize everything that's happened is, are we in a position right now where we need to expand the playoff? Yeah, to eight. To eight. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's your answer. Um, Why eight? So you think about the playoffs we had this year. Mm -hmm. You could have rotated Michigan and Cincinnati with several other teams and it was going to be the same outcome. But when we were talking about it, 
there was about a solid four other teams that you're like, Baylor, do they go in? Oklahoma State, do they go in before they lost to Baylor? Notre Dame, which would have got their ass kicked anyway, but maybe would have been a better game than Cincinnati, even though they lost to Cincinnati. Just the crazy world we live in. There's a handful of teams. You can't just pull teams out of your ass to make 12. You can make about eight. And then, you know, yeah, maybe Alabama kicks the shit out of somebody in the first round, but then they've got two more tough games, okay? And you just you don't know what can happen at that point. You may have a little bump in the road like AM, make it a little bit exciting uh, like they did to Alabama this year. Uh, and then even like this year, Alabama kicks the shit out of Cincinnati. Looks like they're just going to breeze through it again this year. They have to play another tough opponent. So I think you put two tough opponents in front of you. It's not as easy. Uh, and I think you can put together about eight teams. I think once you go past that, you're just going to start putting in the teams in there that just do not belong. Okay. So this year aside, like just like historically, does it even matter if we go to eight? Yes. It goes back to, like I said, it, it's like the NCAA t- tournament. You can kick the shit out of one team and then you've got to regroup and you got to play another. It's harder to sustain. Even if they're not better than you or even if they're not that tough, you're going to have to play consistent. And then if you can play consistently through about two rounds, then, yeah, you're the national champion. You deserve it. But it's all about consistency. Okay. So I'm glad to know your perspective on that. And I really don't disagree with anything you're saying here. I think that either six or eight is the way to go. Um, I think eight is probably the cleaner way to do it. But if you wanted to ease into it, you could do six and do like a play in situation. The other question I have, and this is really the, the, the essence of where we are. What happens with opt outs? You said you were going to opt out of the podcast at the beginning. I know that was a jab at, at this topic here, but does expanding the playoff prevent opt outs or help that situation? <sighs> It may help it. Helped it. It may help it. You're gonna have. I mean, none of these games are meaningless. You have to. You have to t- like find that fine line. Kurt Herbstreit got a lot of crap because he said the players that don't play in these games just don't love the sport. Yeah. And then you see Matt Corral. What happened to him? Yep. Uh, you see, Mike- so there is a fine line. You've you've got to take a realistic approach to it. I think you got to respect the decisions either way. You pat <laughs> those on the back. Decide to play in the game like Matt Corral who probably may have helped his draft stock because teams are going to see like he's that type of dude. Yep. But then you got to respect those that are like, hey, look what can happen if I play in the Cheez-Its, Tostitos, Nacho, Dorito, Cool Ranch Bowl. Um, I mean, there's a fine line there. I wouldn't go as far as Kirby, but he's making a little sense in the point that, yeah, these guys absolutely love their team and they're not going to do that to their team. I think it will. Like, hey, we're in the playoffs. Yeah, that's four more teams that good players may not opt out and they can play the game. But I think in general, college sports is just going to have to start adapting that next man up during bowl season. Yeah, I would agree. And I think the current environment, specifically of the NBA, right, and all the stuff they're going through, like they're just finding players. But if you think about like the Jamison Williams and the John Mechie situation, right? John Mechie hurt his knee in the CFP semifinal. Right. And Jamison Williams tore his ACL in the final. Those are uh, Alabama's two top receivers, which had something to do with Georgia winning the game or Alabama losing the game. However, you want to look at it. Both of those players, I mean, they possibly hurt their draft stock. But you also look at, let's say you do get an injury. Like Matt Corrales wasn't that, that bad, but 
Um, Jameson Williams, from what I read, has a torn ACL. He's supposed to be scheduled for surgery within 10 days. And they're thinking within six weeks, six to eight weeks, he can have a full recovery and still retain his four, three speed. So what I'm saying is that like medical, like orthopedic specifically has come so far that blowing your ACL out back in the Willis McGahee days and having to get a million dollar insurance policy on your knee, like that's not as detrimental long-term maybe as it used to be. So does that risk of injury excuse kind of go out the way? But then what do you incentivize those kids with, right? I joked about the AirPods, but that's what they're getting, a goodie bag with AirPods and like an OtterBox, like to go play in the fucking Gator ate my homework bowl. Like, what do you, do you start giving these guys? We saw this on the, on a article, um, I think it was Saturday down South. Like, do you start saying, Hey, best player in the final gets a hundred thousand dollars. Like, can we do that? Are we at that point now? No. Okay. You're going to tell me I can go get this million dollar contract, keep my ACL and you're going to give me a hundred thousand dollars. It's time to adapt. You've got to adapt and roll with the punches. Okay. Uh, fans will still go to the game. People will still watch. It's like Field of Dreams. People will come, Dick. People will definitely come. I mean, no matter who they are, an alma mater's starting quarterback can opt out, and the fans are still going to watch the game. Their hopes can be completely diminished. Yep. And they can, well, they have no chance in hell. Pitt looking at you. We've got to, we've got to adapt. I, I agree. Um, and if you're going to give all these players the money in college, Maybe that should help even now. Like, okay, I've already I've already built a stable money base. I'm gonna be able to be okay. Let me do this for this team. But yeah, if if you don't expand to the playoffs, the, the other bowl games that whether you think they're meaningless or not, they're another opportunity for these guys to get hurt. And well, and then let's but let's roll that back to the NIL kind of opening the opening the options, right? So, I mean, you've got everything from, you know, free cheesy fries at your local sizzler every Friday night from six to eight, like that kind of deal to $100,000 essentially appearance contracts, right? Okay, but then true, but then the guys that are going to get some guaranteed draft money, right? What deals are they getting? They're getting the good ones. Yeah, they are. They are. So, I think it's a twofold question, right? I think what you're saying is that. The game itself has to adapt, right, to to get these players to play longer. But there's a little bit of an incentivizing that can possibly happen for these top tier players. You're still going to have some opt outs, opt outs, though, right? Yeah, but as I said, it goes both ways. Like put it this way, Matt Corral will always be remembered because you know I sure. hope for what he did. But then, who won the Cheez It Bowl two years ago? Oh, exactly. So who won the national championship two years ago? Yeah. Unless you're a fan of that school or you lost them, you usually don't remember off the top of your head. Uh, so then there's this lingering question that I have coming out of this year with these ridiculous deals, right? Is it time for us to actually consider legislation like at the federal level, not just NCAA making arbitrary rules, but like legislation to kind of, I don't say rein in, but give some structure and some guidance to what these NIL deals could be, much like the NFLPA and the NFL have worked out over the last, you know, 60 years, like con- contracts, like, because you just have like Joe Schmo and Jimbo Fisher said it, oh, now we're just making it public, this stuff is happening, but you're still getting, you know, suitcases of cash, even in 
10 years ago. It's just not public unless you're found out. Like, do you think it creates some like legitimacy questions on this whole thing? Because it feels like everything's just we're airing all the dirty laundry out right now. Um, I don't give a shit. I wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to say it. I don't give a shit. I don't. I want to see the that want to see the games. I want to see them play. If Joe Schmo's getting free fries at Checkers because they get to slap a Checkers picture on him, I don't care. I don't shit. You know, I know, but I went with Checkers because I love their fries, even the frozen ones at HEB. Um, yeah, I was going to try to put this intellectual spin on it. I don't give a shit. Give him what he wants. I don't care. Let him play. Let's play. Let's play the game. Just get on the field and play. It's the same thing as the NFL. Yeah, there are those fans. We're playing him millions of dollars, and this is how he's playing. I'm not that guy. Like, I'm not I'm not thinking about the contract. I'm not thinking about, like, get on the field. Let's play. Let's watch the game. Um, good for them. Good for the kid who's having to pull an all-nighter because he's got to study for exam after having two-day practices, and he's going out there trying to be a chemistry major. Good for him. If you want to throw a couple bucks this way, if you want to throw a couple free Taco Bell country app Supremes to him, good for him. I do not care. I'm watching him when he's on the field playing, and that's that. All right. I just want to remember that stance when AM for the next 10 years is the number one recruiting class because of bags of cash. Like, I just let's just put that out there. I don't want to hear any bitching, all right? That's okay. They got to still go through, like, Alabama, Georgia. Oh. Hey, Saban will retire. Like, we're not talking about that, like, in You know who would be fact. a good replacement over there in Alabama for Nick Saban? Bill O'Brien. Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> I love the a and I ain't going nowhere. I got me a ranch over here. I sip on my TX whiskey. We're all good. Oh, dude, we got more money than Bama knows what to do with. So. What's the taco shop we call it? Is it Fuego Taco that's really, really good? I don't know. You got me on that, buddy. Oh, okay. So I'll tell you who's not going to sponsor the show is Torchy's Tacos because she's weak. (laughs) Give a fuck what you say. Anyway, uh, all right. So playoff expansion, we talked about your bullshit legislation that I don't give a shit about. Uh, Does it even matter? Nope, not to me. Um, Fuck it. Favorite moments of this year, man. There we go. Now we're talking about the game. Now we're talking about on the field. Man, I'm trying to make this. I'm trying to make this show deeper. If I wanted to get deeper, anyway. Okay. Uh, so best moment. What's what's that Al Pacino line? No matter how far I get out, they keep reeling me back in. What is that? that that's uh, the Godfather. No, I thought it was Pacino said that in one of the movies. Uh, Pacino was in the Godfather. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Fourth Ram. Let's get there. <laughs> Dick's man card just got revoked a little. I've only seen the movie uh, like twenty-seven times. Jesus. And he did do the any given Sunday. I think that's the one I'm thinking about. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so great moments. You sent me this article. And the cool thing was I had picked my moments before I looked at the article. And I believe I, I don't know if my third one's on there. I believe all of them except the second one is on there. Okay. That'd be wrong. Uh, I think the second one's on there, but not that specific that I got. Doesn't matter. We're talking so about the, ES, the ESPN college football. 21 favorite moments in 2021. Got it. Number one, I thought about it. What moment just had my emotions running high? I, I, I got so into it. I'm standing up off my couch and it wasn't even for, you know, what was going on in the field was great, but I even posted like, this is more than the game. Mackenzie Milton's comeback. That first game against Notre Dame where he comes in in the second half and you're just wondering, like, is he going to throw one pass and, like, it's going to be great? He almost beats Notre Dame. I believe that game went into overtime. Maybe not. 
Yep. Uh, but my emotions were so like, that was just so awesome to see. That was it all. That's why you play football. You want to talk about a kid that has heart and you want to talk about whether he plays or not plays and the things that really matter that right there. That was the best moment of college football for me. I love Notre Dame. It's against my religion to not root for Notre Dame, but even I was going for Florida State that day just for that kid and everything that he's gone through. That was awesome. Uh, would you like to give your first moment and we'll go back and forth? No, I mean, I want you to do your second one then I'll because you have three and I have two, but I got to ask you this question though. Mm-hmm. Is the Stetson Bennett story going to be a movie? Yeah, they just released it. A couple of weeks ago, it's about him being a grocery store worker, and then <laughs> it's currently played in the arena <laughs> league. Nobody wanted him, uh, and then he won the Super Bowl. There you go. Just watch is, the current runners turning. You got the same thing. Is the Stetson um, Bennett movie going to be the next Rudy? No, because he actually played, and it actually like I don't think twenty years from the movie, his own teammates are going to be making fun of him and saying, "What the fuck? That was bullshit." I, we carried him off as a joke. I mean, once I heard that, it crushed my soul. Um, my second moment that was really cool this year was when Caleb Williams uh, made his breakout against Texas, came in, the whole Spencer Rattler thing. There was drama. There was excitement about this kid, and then he showed up, and he put it on Texas for the comeback win. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave my third one. You go ahead for your, no, your two. No, I, I love that one because I remember being at the Chicken and Pickle here in S.A., and surrounded by Texas fans and like this little like chunk of OU fans were there. And it was like me and another guy in line, both wearing AM and uh, hats and jerseys. And we're just sitting there just laughing our ass off at the back and forth. It was so <laughs> great to see. Like, those hey, Texas- we're watching Texas get all the limelight again. <laughs> I love to watch Texas lose and see all those people's dreams just crushed. It was great. Um, yeah, no, the dude showed up and he made his presence and it he was did. awesome. Yeah. The meaningful one for me has got to be the Seth Small basically walked off field goal against Bama. You know, the, the fan in the third deck with the leaf blower blowing that thing back into the goalposts. Um, it was it was great. I mean, you got the video of his girlfriend and his family like freaking out. Like that was a great moment. Wait, which one? The Seth Small walk-off field goal. Okay, okay, that's what I thought you were talking about. I, I, I lost you at the leaf blower. I was sipping my glass. What did you say about the leaf blower? There was an SEC shorts, like, after the game they talked about. And who's going to say something about the fan of the third or the upper deck with the leaf blower? Because the ball had this, like, mean hook on it to come back in. Like with the, Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I will give you that. That video was cool. I mean, a little dramatic, but yeah, yeah, it was good for him. <laughs> As if the moment didn't call for it. Uh, all right, all right. And, and you know what, you son of a bitch, because I was going to ask you, I was like, is it the fact that it was your alma mater that made it number one? Because I could talk about the Garibay 62-yarder against Ohio State, but I didn't want to go there. Yeah, but our game mattered. Oh, did it now? Because I think yeah. A&M ended the season with the same number of national championships as they started it with. You son of a bitch. Well, so did Alabama's. So then it didn't matter that you beat them this year. Hey, wh- when you when you watch a national championship game and you saw Bama 13 and one, just remember who that one was. Uh, I won't. Anyway. Um, okay, so hit me with your number. T- you're such a homer. Like, I was like, I can't even. <laughs> I can't even with this guy. Um, so I'm going to classify it as the funny one. Like, I loved watching real time. Was just Kiffin getting belted with golf balls and French's uh, mustard bottles. 
assholes and shit like that at Rocky Talk for his catching a water bottle was such a lame <laughs> Kiffin move. Like, uh, no, not gonna get not me with this one. Today, you took you crushed our heart. Take this. Oh, just remember him a little bit more pulling the yellow golf ball out of his pants and like handing it to the ref. And you, the ref is like, why? What? What? Why are you handing me a golf? Because I just pulled it out of my cranium a couple of seconds ago. And, uh, and then third, the scene at Michigan, the game itself, you know, Michigan beating Ohio State. We will talk a little bit about Jim Harbaugh in a little bit. But just the scene, man, they stayed on the field. They partied. They had kept that in, like, built in for all those years, and they let it out. Good for them. It was a great game. Great moment. Um, loved yeah. it. Didn't Don't have that much of a dog in the fight. Uh, for that game, but just the aftermath was a beautiful scene over there. Oh, in yeah. Ann Arbor. I think it was a great closeout to uh, Harbaugh's tenure at uh, Michigan. Great closeout game for him. Not so fast, my friend. I hope we don't get sued by Corson. We can't get sued, right? He would have to listen to the show. Uh, and be um, cognitively there. Yeah. Oh, that's not cool. Okay, let's get into the palette of this class. Let's do it. All right, I'm going to go first. So for me, there's a peanutty to this, man. I said it before. It's like there's a spice at the front, which barrel spice, peppery, whatever you want to say, but it's peanuts. It's vanilla sweetness. It's nothing super, super aggressive. This is very a mild whiskey, and I think everything that say about its taste as well as its smell has everything to do with the proof. Easy sipper. B. B on the palate. You could drink this all day straight, or you could put this in a good cocktail and it's got enough spice to make your old-fashioned, your Manhattan, have a little pop. Yeah, so this one, there are those that the nose is better than the palate. There are those that the nose is not so good. There, And then there are those, this is one of those where the nose is pretty much exactly like the palate. Same taste there. I'm getting the corn, obviously. A little bit more hay on this one. Uh, brown sugar. Not as much vanilla as there is in the nose, but definitely with the corn and the brown sugar in this one. You can taste that summer. Those summers hit in the barrel. The burn is just right. It burns a little higher than a 90 proof, but it's good. I like it. Um, I definitely see a sip in this one out watching Tootsie do her thing over at Snow's Barbecue. Um, yeah, I, I will. The, the burn is just right because the sweetness isn't there as much with the vanilla on the nose. I'm going to drop it down a peg from a B plus to a B minus on the palate. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm tasting this one again. I'm going to go back to like that 34 bucks. So far, I'm enjoying this TX, man. I'm just going to make my Texas pride stand out a little bit more. You fucking Homer. Oh, okay. So small, feel good because they were holding hands and it was so magical. You know what? If that had been Georgia, they would have been like, fucking make this kick. Hell yeah. And that's the difference. (laughs) All right. So with that, let's get into our fourth dram. 
the NFL postseason is here. That means two things. Playoffs. Playoffs. I wasn't going to do it. I told myself I wasn't going to do it. And And the coaching carousel version, fucking who knows at this point, because we do this a lot. But let's just go over. We're not we're not trying to keep this as high level as possible. I want to get to that point where, like, you know how they call Kuiper for the draft? Uh, we mm-hmm. need to be the fucking coaching fired expertise. Like, they need to call us. Who's out? Who's in? Who are you thinking? I think we got to get better at this. And practice makes perfect. So, Broncos. For yourself. Vic, no, you're you're the better one at this. Broncos, Vic Fangio is out. Fangio, however you want to say it. Fangino. That's not what I said. Fangino. I had a Sinatra sub the other day. Oh my gosh. It had fresh mozzarella balls in it. Fucking maron. Dude, that thing was phenomenal. If you ever in the Houston area and you see a Tony's, oh, grab it. Grab two. Noted. Okay, take one for the road. Um, Dolphins, Brian Flores. Take them on the road when we go to Snow's Barbecue. Bring them. I'll eat them. Um, Dolphins, Brian Flores is out. Bears, Matt Nagy or Nagy and the GM are out. Giants, Joe Judge is out. Jags, we knew Urban Meyer was, well, was he in or who's out? I don't know. Uh, Vikings, Mike Zimmer and the GM are out. It was a grind there for a while. It was indeed. Yeah. Uh, And then Brady had a lot of blonde moments this year. Uh, he came up just a little bit short. The Raiders, John Gruden's out. I don't really understand why again. I don't know if we need to rehash that. I don't know. I may have to look at my emails. Um, so what are your thoughts, man? Like, I have one that I'm just, every time someone gets fired, we're going back and forth on text. I'm like, this dude, this dude's going back, and you don't want to align with me. But are, were there any of these firings that, surprised you more than the others let's keep it simple i'll start from the top uh broncos not surprised whatsoever there's a point where it's like they're not going to get any better you're going to go through the exact same season you may not get worse i don't see the broncos getting any better he had to go dolphins biggest surprise saw several people saying congratulations you just made the hottest candidate out there by firing him yeah i i don't understand that i don't know what they're thinking I, I read think they did progress and they could keep progressing. There was no stalemate there, especially the way they ended the season. I read was, an article that it had something to do with like the front office relationship. Like he was I did not see that he was not getting along very well, allegedly. Yeah, I did see that that he wanted Herbert not to, uh, you know, all this stuff. But then it goes back to well, get over yourself. You pick this guy to pick what's going on on the field. All right. I mean, there was also a decision made like that about. Oh, I don't know, 25 years ago where they decided to get rid of Jimmy Johnson. Granted, Brian Forrest has not won any Super Bowls, but that was the biggest, like, you fucked up. Congratulations. Yeah. Everyone knows it. Your fault. Uh, Matt Nagy was fired by week two. He was just kind of staying there. Poor guy. Joe Judge, it took about 24 hours Then you know, that most people liked, but he absolutely needed to go. Um, Urban Meyer, like I said, had a funny way to celebrate midseason. Mike Zimmer, that was they they went down this year. They they took a step back. It was time for him to go. And then of course John Gruden just kind of typed his way out of a job. So those are my thoughts. Brian Flores is the only big surprise. All the others I felt were gonna happen and they 
they were not surprising whatsoever. So I want to reprieve your your number one candidate that you keep bringing up year after year when we have this discussion. Does he get a job this year? I don't know. I don't know because we talked about it last year. I don't know if he's not for, interviewing well. For our new listeners, who's he's? Eric Benemy. Okay. All right. Which is not as a hot commodity as he was last year. I don't know if it was because of that dip last, that they took at the beginning of the year. Um, I don't know if people think that Andy Reid's doing most of the you know hauling of the offense over there or, or what situation it is. I hope he gets a gig. He's still one of the big names. Uh, but instead of you know doing the whole like who will the Broncos hire, who will the Dolphins hire, we kind of agreed that we're just going to give the hot names out there. Yeah. And obviously, the one that we've gone back and forth, Jim Harbaugh, who will be at Michigan next year. You think that he's a hot name? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't. I think I th- he's staying at Michigan. I think he's either going to be the Dolphins or the Bears. Those are my two picks for him. But I think he's going to be the league next year. No, I think he'll be. I think he beat Ohio State. I think it makes him more hungry for what he wants to do. I think he actually does enjoy being at his alma mater. I think the media makes Jim Harbaugh's name more than it is when it comes to NFL jobs, and it will be every year that Harbaugh's name Harbaugh's name is going to come up because he's had success. Mm-hmm. I will entice you and entertain your idea a little by saying I think if he were to come out for one of them, I think it would be the Oakland job because that's just who he is. It was the best uh, team out of the group too. That too, you have a quarterback uh, similar to the situation that he inherited at San Francisco. He didn't have to do a lot of work to get them over that hump. He did end up eventually being the one to make the Colin Kaepernick switch. Um, but yeah, I don't think he comes out there. Um, next name on the list, Byron Leftwich. I definitely see him possibly being. The I would love to see coach. him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, possibly the Jacksonville coach, maybe in Miami since he's already in Tampa Bay. Uh, Kellen Moore. That's another one. Doug Peterson. That's another one. Sometimes a lot of these teams just fall back on somebody who's had that success, like the Cowboys, who it's actually paying off for them. Uh, proven success is a big thing in the NFL. Yeah. So, wouldn't didn't Byron play for the Jags? Yes. Oh, that would come full circle. That'd be kind of yes. cool. It also depends on what kind of relationship he has with that franchise. Yeah, who knows on that? But I think Kellen Moore, that's one I hadn't really thought about as we talked through this. He has to be one of these. Like, he's so – he was – I mean, he was ripe for the picking last year even. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not they're going to be able to entice him to stay. I think if they go deep in the playoffs, like if the Cowboys actually make it as far as everybody keeps talking about them making it, which we'll get into here in a second, I think he becomes more and more of a possibility. Uh, you see Bill O'Brien out there, which I don't know why you would do that. Uh, also, the one who kind of gets forgotten, and I think it's because, you know, he's turned down jobs before and he kind of – he's been a head coach before, is uh, uh, Patriots offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels. That's another one that – Oh, no. He, he was a coach of the Broncos. They're not going to rehire him. No, but he's been – he. I mean, he had the Indianapolis job. He took it, and then he was like, you know what, I'm good. So, I mean, he, he, he's one that he will probably get hired again. One of my least game. favorite coaches in the NFL. Well, he had Tebow. So. But, yeah, those are the hot names. Don't be surprised if those are the names that kind of get taken over the next couple of days. And, yeah. Do you think teams start making decisions before the playoffs are over? Are we going to see this all happen, like, February 5th? It'll be like college. When the one gets hired, it'll be a chain reaction because they want to get 
get who's available. You know, first yeah. pick gets taken somewhere. Let's go get the next guy. Yeah, that's fair. But then again, right. you know, when pro is different than college, because I think there's just so many people out there. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be an offensive coordinator or defense coordinator. Like, there's just so many people in the NFL that maybe that's not necessarily the case. You know, one guy we didn't talk about. I hope you're not doing the lane train. I am doing the lane train. He is not going to the NFL. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a hell of a jump, though? <clears throat> I mean, I wouldn't. From him, I wouldn't be surprised. But anyway, moving on. Choo-choo. All right. So, playoffs. We'll talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Let's get into it. Playoffs. I drink every time I knew you were going to say the word playoffs. Uh, playoffs. All right. Let's get into it. Starting right about meow. Right meow? Right meow. Hey, listen, meow. Uh, don't add water to TX. Don't need to. <laughs> Just telling you. From experience. As of three seconds ago. Ice? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't remember the last time I drank whiskey with ice, even if it's bad. You know, I do add, I will add ice to my whiskey when I'm watching a movie and I don't want to get up as much and I want to kind of make it last. I will fill up a cup with ice and just sip on it. I See, I, I double fist it with neat and I have a big like Yeti full of water that I hydrate with. Mm. I'm, I'm a Moving fancy on. bitch. Number All one right. in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans. How? How the fuck did they get the number one seed without Derrick Henry? Well, that's the scary part. Yeah, and I know. Coming back. Uh, well, it's cool when you get to play teams like the Jaguars twice, and you get to play the Texans twice, and then you get to play Carson Wentz twice, who was Carson Wentz. Hey, yeah, how did that uh, last Carson Wentz game ever go for him? Have I showed Carson Wentz love this year? No. Hmm. How well, many times have I called them glass-ass wins? Like, you the Colts, everybody else. The Colts are in such a bad position. Like, why would you want to coach that team? You have no quarterback. None. Well, you did have a quarterback who showed up at the national championship game looking like he just got it out of like his ag class, and then he was gonna head over to maybe his organic farm. Well, he took the he took he just dropped the minivan chicken off. Broth. He just dropped the minivan off where he was for the kids. I mean, well, all joking aside, I mean, he looked happy. And then he was oh, like, he looked great in these days. He was like, I'm, I'm being a dad, daddy, daddy. and that's the greatest job in the world. So it was yeah. cool. It was cool to see him next to Robert Griffin because <clears throat> yes. you think about their rookie years and you think about like what Robert Griffin was for the Redskins. Like that was a cool time. Speaking of Redskins. They're getting a new name in like two, three weeks. And supposedly it's already leaked or something. Oh, what? It, oh, I haven't even heard that yet. But let's, yeah, a bunch of let's do a story on that when it launches. Okay. <clears throat> it's the commanders. <clears throat> God, that would be so stupid. Or possibly that. Just, just name them the Sentinels, like the replacements. But okay. All right. So Titans have a bye week. Um, let's walk through these real quick for the AFC. You got uh, Casey in Pittsburgh. Is this Big Ben's last? Yes. Okay. All right. This is last game. So Big Ben's retirement party is this weekend. If you haven't gotten mm-hmm. tickets yet, uh, please do so. Um, Bills, Patriots. Holy shit. We can't talk about that, though, without talking about that tie situation. That was great. Like, that they walked into the weekend. so fun. They had, like, a 10% chance to make the playoffs. 
win the game, they have a 90% chance to make the playoffs. And then freaking Chargers and Raiders go to OT. Who's like, who's who's old red zone, dude? Um oh god, I can't anyway, remember. Anyway, so he's saying, like, they're basically in. There's so unless the unthinkable happens, like they're in, they're basically in. And then holy cow, that was that was it. Like if Brandon Staley, who they're talking about, he may should lose his job over that. And I want to talk about that since we're since we're in the NFL full on. Is Carr just going to run one more play and then the clock's going to run out and it's going to be a tie if they don't call that timeout? Probably. Okay, great. Now ask me because I have an answer. The same question back at you. Okay. I don't know. That's the crazy part, man. Like, like, so he calls the timeout. Maybe he says he wanted to get his proper run defense out there, which, holy shit, you wasted a timeout because the next run was like you had the wrong run defense out there. But we don't know. I don't know, like, as a coach, you're like personnel. But then as you're the Raiders coach, you automatically think, oh, this son of a bitch trying to get the ball back and win. Well, you know what? I'm going to kick this field goal. So... Like I, you know, they're looking at each other. Like I thought we were cool. And that you know that was going on. You know there had to have been the. Let's do this. We're doing this. Let's let's run the clock out. I thought we were going to walk out of here, shake hands. We're good. We'll see each other. But like I even tried to make it make sense. Like okay, he was worried they were going to run, but then it's like no, they could have ran the ball down to the sixteen yard line, and they still were just going to let the clock run out. And everyone was going to go happy. But what what people aren't talking about, and if I am wrong on this situation, then I'm this is a waste of time. But I believe the scenario was that if the Raiders tied, they were going to have to go to Kansas City. And if they won, they were going to have to go to Cincinnati. Now, I don't know if people just downplayed that because of how hot Cincinnati is. And this may go completely against them, and I may look like a jackass, which I often do sometimes. But if you're telling me, do I want to go play Joe Burrow in his first playoff game ever in Cincinnati, or do I want to go to Arrowhead and play Mahomes and those dudes who have been, yeah, you know, Bengals just beat him. It was a close one. I want to play the Bengals, and this is why. Because Mahomes is a lot like Brady. You get to the playoffs, and all bets are off, dude. Like, yeah. dude is tuned in. Yeah, He's Texans. not losing that game. Ask the Texans. Hey, we're up 21-0. I'm looking at playoff tickets for the next week. Oh, hold my beer. I'm just going to score, like, 40 on you in the blink of an eye. I don't want to mess with Kansas City playoff team. Like, oh. I don't. I don't so, either. I mean, I don't know if that was and, – and like I said, if that was not the matchup, I'm completely wrong. But I believe it was because I was checking the scenarios over and over and over. And if I'm Justin Herbert, dude, that dude can ball. Like, that dude is legit. That team with a decent defense is so much better. Well, that's why they had brought in Staley. Like, he was the defensive guy. Uh, and, but the they, don't have, they don't have players, though. They've, oh. got, they've got all the offensive weapons in the world. I mean... I would have been interested to see what they would have done with Anthony Lynn one more year. That's fair. That's fair. I just I look at their offense and I don't know, man. Like I'm Our really this is fine. No, that's what I'm saying. It's 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 very parallel to the Chiefs in many situations. Like 
you've got weapons out the ass and like your defense just can't hold it the fuck together. I don't, don't know. Call the fucking timeout. Don't call the timeout. Like, let them run the ball as long as you don't let him score a touchdown. You're going to the playoffs, and then you want to be the guy who's like, you know what? Hold on. Timeout. And, like, even Derek Carr was like, who probably doesn't cuss in his old, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is a sin. Stop. <laughs> Everybody was going to go home happy except for Ben Roethlisberger. Who fuck cares, too? Good for Ben. I, yeah. I'm I'm glad he gets one more hoorah. I don't know if he'll be playing past this week, but okay, moving on. We had to talk about that. What do you want to do, buddy? You want to do predictions here? You want to lay out? Yeah, the no. I want to. I want to call. I want to do our first run. So Buffalo versus New England. Make it simple. That one's the only one that I don't think you can make simple. Oh, dude, it's gonna be Buffalo. This is the easiest one out of the group. But it's Bill. It's Belichick. Yeah, but there's multiple Bills on the other sideline. Jones. Dude, it's going to be the Bills winning. Moving on. Okay. All right. Cincy, Vegas. Derek Carr's special, man. Derek Carr's special first playoff game. He didn't play the last time they made. He got hurt one of the last weeks, uh, and they limped into the playoffs and got beat by the Texans. I'm going to go Derek Carr. I think Burrow's done good. Maybe a little growing pains. Let's go Raiders. Bro, it's going to be Cincy all day. What are you talking about? They have too many offensive weapons for Vegas to stop. Just once you get something going and they've got a lot to play for. All you have to do. As long as the Raiders aren't driving, I mean, I think they'll be okay. Dude, all you have to do is run up in four wide set and run nines on the outside. That's it. You're going to beat the Raiders. Hey, I got to make this exciting. Oh, you're wrong, but okay. Packers got to buy old man Rogers. Everybody's going to have to go through the tundra. That's going to be crazy. Um, Tampa Philly. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tampa. Dallas 49ers. If, if Philly wins that game, I will buy some Brady gear. <laughs> Poor Brady. Uh, Dallas Niners. This Dallas. is actually, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I kind of like the historical hey, matchup. It could here, be though. exciting. But uh, this is one of those where the Cowboys are supposed to win, and they tend to win those games. Rams-Cardinals? Uh, I think the Cardinals are limping into the playoffs. I think I agree. They, they've lost four of their last five. The only time was they beat Dallas. Kyler Murray hasn't lost in Dallas Stadium. I don't know how much that has to do with it or just Dallas not playing good against good teams. But, yeah, I'm going to go L.A. Okay. I think that's fair. Um, all right, so let's line it up like this. So we're looking at the Titans probably versus the Chiefs. Titans, Chiefs. Uh, Titans, Chiefs? Because they would get the lowest seed, correct? So, no, it would be Titans, uh, Bengals, or Raiders. Oh, shit, you're right. This this thing has it all jacked up. Yeah, okay. I, I see. It's, it's weird. <clears throat> okay. So you you like you line this one out. You understand it better than I do. So yeah, so it would be Titans against the Raiders for me and Titans against Bengals for you. I don't care who we put in that Titans. spot. I'm gonna go Titans, especially if Henry's back and it's Tannehill being classic game manager. Yep, agreed. Bill's Chiefs is gonna be interesting though. Bill's Chiefs would be interesting. That but once again, they're having to go to up. Arrowhead. And that's the only edge that I'll give 
Kansas City, and I'll go Kansas City. If it was in the frozen Buffalo tundra, you would take the Bills, though, right? Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll align with you on that one. Let's roll it so, over to NFC. As of right now, we have an AFC final, <clears throat> Titans versus Chiefs. Yes. Okay. The one, two. We're real original. Okay. Um, so over here, uh, we would have, I believe, the lower seed. So it would be Packers versus Rams. Cowboys. Rams, because that's the 4-5 game, right? Yes. I can't see it because it's... it is. It's a four or five game. You're right. Okay. So uh, Packers versus Rams. I'm taking Packers. Especially in the tundra. Yep. So that'd be Bucks versus boys, right? Yes. I don't know, man. This goes back to my Cowboys don't beat the teams that are close are better. They would play at Tampa too. Yes. So I would say Tampa. I'm going to go with Tampa as well. Even though they're kind of hurting, it's just Brady magic, baby. So, Chiefs, Titans, Packers, Bucks. So, Chiefs, Titans, location doesn't matter here. I'm inclined to go with the Titans. Location does not matter. Experience. But is Henry back? Is Henry back? That does have a lot to do with it, but I would go Chiefs. So it is possible for Henry to be back by the divisional round. So let's say he's available. <clears throat> okay, Chiefs. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna say Titans. All right. Uh, so then Packers versus Bucks in the tundra. I hate to say it, and I know I talked so much shit at the beginning of the year with the drama. I think the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I am too. I do too. I do too, and I'm pretty sure that was my prediction. Um, and then I'd no, have to. You said like the Cardinals. I'm pretty sure you said. The and I'm pretty sure no, you said the Cardinals, and I said no. They're like a they're like a first round, second round this year. They're a year away. Okay, okay, Captain Hardass. All right. Um. So let's squatting lately. Let's let's do the Packers versus Titans first. Mm-hmm. I would say it would be the Pack and the Packers versus the Chiefs. What's your pick? Chiefs. I think Mahomes, Reed, they're on a mission. If they can get to From the God. Super Bowl, if you're telling me the Chiefs are playing in three straight Super Bowls, they're winning two of them. Okay. All right. Well, there you heard it. Our entire playoff breakdown. Hopefully we get this out before. I probably won't get this out before the first round games go, but just so you know, when we recorded, it was prior to this weekend. Yes. And and the way we're looking at the schedule, we probably will have one more recording before the Super Bowl. Probably have, probably have our, uh, definitely have our Super Bowl preview. Super Bowl preview. We'll talk about the matchup. We'll talk about the halftime show. We'll talk about the goodies. Uh, what we're drinking, what we're cooking. We may have another episode before that, maybe a quick hitter, but uh, yeah. Let's do it. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about the overall rating of these classes. So you want to go first? You want me to? I'll go first. All right. Kurt's going to lay it on us. I'm very glad I tried this again. 
for $34. It was absolutely worth it. It's a cool bottle. Um, it was a B plus on the nose. Smoke nose was everything you can like about Texas whiskeys. The pilot was also pretty good. I give that a B minus. I'm going to give it an overall because of price, because, hey, I'm a marketing sucker. I enjoyed it. I can see me grabbing this for the campfires. I can see me grabbing this for the games. I can see me grabbing this just to have people try whiskey and have a little story behind it. Everything's better in Texas. I will give this a B. All right. Well, I'm I'm curious to grab it and see what my thoughts are if they rack the sack against yours. Um, Wait, have you had it? No. Oh, shit. That changes. I thought, I swear this was one of those that you were like giving me shit because you had never had it. No. I mean, because you had had it and no. you knew I was just like getting sucked in by the Yellowstone. Well, I knew that was happening, but no, I've never had it. Okay. Wait. No, I have had it. I have had it. Uh, someone brought it to me two years ago on Thanksgiving. I have had the original. That is correct. I do and not see, remember. This is, that's funny because there's a lot of this is one of those like when people buy you a whiskey as a gift, they yep. hear you're a whiskey person. Hey, this one's TX. Yeah. Yep. And I'll take it. It's delicious. Yep. Uh, my 30th birthday. Yeah, that was that was a Thanksgiving gift for me. Um all right, so Evan Williams, single barrel, 86.6 proof. I think if you're looking for something that is not just your everyday typical sipper, that is not going to break the bank when you put the price on it, which we really need to do a better job of doing, and I, I applaud you for doing so tonight. This is one of those that hits above its weight class. Um, I think it really gives you a good example of what a single barrel can be for 30 bucks. I gave it a B across the board, but I'd probably give it a B plus, A minus, um, really just to get you to get out there and get it when you take price into consideration on this one. So if you haven't tried it, try it. It's totally worth it. What did you say your grade was? Uh, B plus, uh, B plus, A minus. B plus, A minus for the old Evan Williams. I like it. Not two bad bottles to start off 2022, my friend. I enjoyed him very good. Um, you know what? Just the Texas thing. I kind of want me some smoked ribs. Dude, I just had ribs uh, last weekend. I got me some ribeyes over at a meat market. Over uh, Katie. What does it cost you? Like $97? Okay, so my ribeye, and I let my little one pick out a steak. Of course, I told him to not point at the Wagyu. He ended up picking a little uh, New York strip. And, you know, the meat market's so funny because you're doing the math in your head. And I'm like, I think that's about a pound. Yeah, it was $64 for two steaks. Um, but they have a dry, dry age section. And I am absolutely, on my birthday, going to go back and get me a dry aged Wagyu. You could do it yourself. I could. But fuck that. Like, I don't want my socks like in my closets thinking like, just put it in your garage. I actually, I actually looked it up. It's very like, it has to be like 30 degree, not too like, which sounds freezing, but it's, I don't know. We have to have it coated in butter typically. That's how a lot of people do it or fat rather. Salt it. Yeah. Well, a lot of people like coat them in fat too. I have seen the ones coated like in butter with the yellow, like looks like a yellow Clado wax. Oh, the, yeah. I bet you those are so good. Um, but, well, maybe that's my next project, man. 
We should send this to Snows. Let them know we are coming and we are going to eat. I already looked at the menu. I'm getting the brisket. I'm getting the ribs. I'm getting the jalapeno sausage. I'm getting the potato salad. Did they do beef ribs? The broth. Uh, I don't know. I know their their menu on their website is very simple. As it should be for any good barbecue place. Oh, God. So I'm salivating. Okay. Uh, Let's close out, Dick. It was a good start to the 2022 year. Let's hit him with the socials. All right. So as we talked about Drammers, uh, do not forget to actually follow us on Instagram uh, for THDRAM, as well as hit, up, hit us up on Facebook, 4th Dram and Goal, and send us an email, 4th Dram and Goal at gmail.com. Of course, all of our socials, our centralized place is our website, 4th Dram and Goal.com. That's 4THDRAMANDGOAL.com. And make sure that you are like, subscribed, all that fun stuff on all of your podcast streaming services, Apple. Audible, Castbox, Podcast Attic, and subscribing to us on YouTube as well. Send us your questions. We are interacting with people 2022. That is the goal. Send us your favorite sports questions. Send us a whiskey question. Send us your thoughts on the barbecue we've talked about. Send us anything. We want to interact more. Um, and yeah, that's the goal. Let's get in, let's get in touch with some of our fan base and let's get rocking and rolling. Let's do it. All right. What's next, my friend? All right. So, Kurt, close us out, man. Get us with this uh, quote of the episode you have lined up right here. Absolutely. My quote of the episode is, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm not aware of anyone that's done it. That is not any famous athlete. That is not somebody that won the Super Bowl. That is Dr. Bruce Levy. He is the one who did the surgery on Mackenzie Milton, who we mentioned earlier after his injury. We're telling those that, you know, maybe your job's not working out. Maybe COVID's hit you. Maybe life has hit you. It's not impossible to bounce back. Go out there. Get it done. To the next snap and to the next trend. Drink on, drammers. <laughs>